Repodcasting is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I am Lucia. And I'm Janet. And today we have a special treat, in my mind. We are recasting the movie Hitch. Um, hi, Lucia. Hi, Janet. I'm sorry. You I always... say hello. That's I... kind of rude. We're supposed to be having a discussion. Well, the thing is, we always talk for a bit before we start recording, so I kind of yeah, tend but... to forget. Well, we didn't talk a lot today. And hello, listeners. Welcome back. Oh, I love how formal and polite you are. It's great. Well, listen, people are actually still coming back and tuning in. I think we should thank them. (laughs) Agreed. I don't know why you want to keep listening, but we love it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Lucia, let's talk about Hitch. This one was your pick. It sure was. I saw this movie. It came out in 2005. I saw it, I don't know, probably shortly thereafter on like home video or whatever. And uh, lots of people had been saying how great it was. And even though I didn't really like Will Smith, I thought, okay, fine, I'll give it a chance. And I didn't really enjoy it. But again, I don't like Will Smith. So it's very hard for me to enjoy a movie where he is the main character and in every scene. Okay, so this Watching it again for for our podcast, this was, what, your second time watching it? Yes. Okay. And what made you decide to pick this movie to be recast? Like, what was it about this movie that kind of pinged your radar in terms of recasting? Well, at the time when I saw the movie, I don't think I really knew Kevin James. But I since then, I don't like him either. And so, you know, I thought... Maybe this is the fact that I don't like these actors is clouding my judgment because it it felt like this movie was getting a lot of love from what I would hear from like people I know. So I thought maybe if I can envision different people in the roles that I might like it more. Okay. I don't know if that's going to be true, but we'll keep talking and find out. <laughs> Did the movie, like when you watched it the first time, like was there something about it that really bugged you and you just thought like when we started talking about recasting you were like oh let's recast Hitch I just thought it was interesting that you chose this movie because I don't like Will Smith's shtick like his um and it's so funny because I feel like there are two Will Smiths (laughs) the one from the 90s who was in like this comedy rap duo and was in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and it was really silly And then at some point, he just suddenly turned into this like super self-important, super serious, can't laugh at himself kind of person, it felt like. And so, you know, he's always cool in everything. He he can never look uncool in anything. And even in this movie, like in the scene where he's quote unquote uncool, give me a break. He still looks the same. He's still buff and like, what, all they did was put glasses on him and that makes him uncool? It's the Clark Kent. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's what kind of stood out to me the first time that I watched that was kind of bugging me about it. Okay. But yeah, I he's watched a, it again. He's a movie star, Lucia. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> he refers to himself that way. Ugh, of course he does. He 
does. I remember watching him on, I don't know, it was some talk show, and he actually called himself a movie star. Yes. <laughs> that was, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Most people, like most actors, when they're talking about themselves, they call themselves actors or sure. artists. But this guy was like, I'm a movie star. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? I think it's the lack of humility of his persona in general that bugs me, that I just, I don't like it. Okay. I just want to say I have nothing against Will Smith, <laughs> FYI, for anyone who's listening and loves him. And it's weird, like, I had never watched this movie, and oh. it was never, honestly, I barely even remembered that this movie existed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I don't know, I was like, okay, let's recast it. Like, I didn't know anything about this movie. Oh, okay. Before we get into any kind of like major details about it, I just wanted to say a thank you to one of our listeners who left us an iTunes review. Um, okay. Yeah, the, I think we know who this is, but I'm just going to say it anyway. The listener's name is, uh, the username is AJ Schwa. And uh, he said that we have interesting conversation. They really know their movies. Excellent idea. It's like fantasy sports for movies. Oh, nice. Yeah. So thank you, AJ. Thank you, AJ. That's, yeah, that's definitely a compliment. It's, he compared us to fantasy sports. Did you look up the box office for this? I did. So the budget for this movie was $70 million. Wow, that's huge. And then, again, clearly I totally was in the minority on this one <laughs> because it made so much money that obviously lots of people enjoyed this movie, went to see it. Well, I don't know if they enjoyed it, but a lot of people went to see it. So box office was, uh, and this is a global number, so it was $368 million. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> huge. Yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't know anything about this movie, but hey, it made all this money. Oh, wow. Even $70 million, I mean, I guess that's just because Will Smith was already a movie star at that point. He must have had yeah, a huge well, pay paycheck. Yeah, obviously. But, I mean, $368 million for a romantic, something that's considered a romantic comedy, that's impressive. Yeah. That's, it's successful, for sure, yeah. I guess, I mean, I know there are lots and lots of women who like Will Smith, but I think he's also very well-liked by men. And so I think that this did really well as far as rom-coms go because it was probably, in comparison with other rom-coms, it was probably more enjoyable for both men and women. I'm going to be a little, like, I don't know, gender biased here, but, uh, yeah. Well, I think you kind of have to look at the release date, too, which I looked up, and it came out right before Valentine's Day. They released uh -huh. it, I think it was February the 11th, 2005. Okay. So it was probably, you know, people went to see it. It's a date movie. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, that was part of the success, too, the, the timing of the release. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. It makes sense. Wow. Okay. The synopsis of this movie, for anybody who hasn't seen it, while helping his latest client woo the lady of his dreams, a professional date doctor finds that his game doesn't quite work on the gossip columnist with whom... He's smitten. When you were watching this, maybe not so much the first time, but when you were watching it now for our podcast, could you tell that it was written by a man? Oh, yeah. Definitely, right? Yeah, I still had, like, a ton of problems with it on this watch. 
Yeah, that was actually one of the questions that I, I wrote down to ask you. Do you feel that this movie has aged well? Because this movie is a 14-year-old movie. Right. Now, I watched the first half last night, and then it just kind of got late, and I got tired, and I fell asleep, and I didn't watch the rest until this morning. Right. So early on in the movie, I was... Struggling not to scream at the phone <laughs> because there were parts that were really pissing me off, especially right, right in the beginning, just in the way Will Smith talks about women and what they want as if he knows. And Are you talking about, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Are you talking about the opening scene with his voiceover? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That angered me greatly. Now, by the Why? end, uh, because... He's saying, essentially, like, even though women are telling you that they don't want to go out with you, it just means push a little harder. Like, it was just kind of gross and sleazy, the message. Right. So that's what I mean. Like, do you feel that it translates well to what is kind of going on in our society slash culture now? Well, I think it's relevant, but to say it yeah. translates well, no, I think it's super dated. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's funny because I was thinking the same thing when I was watching the opening sequence where yeah. he's got he's doing the voiceover, and there was one line that I wrote down because I was like, "This is such bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's when he says um, he's talking about women, yeah, and like the excuses that women give to mm -hmm. guys about not wanting to like date them or whatever, and then he says, "Or my personal favorite." I'm really into my career right now. And then he says, you believe that? Neither does she. And I thought, oh, I can't believe yeah. I'm hearing this yeah. because basically you're saying that women don't care about their careers. Not and as much like, as they care about finding a man. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I feel like a lot of these rom-coms, they really skew how we're supposed to look at things. Yeah. Because yeah. I think some people, like, look at stuff like this and actually take it seriously. Or yeah. People's expectations sometimes, like, are based too much on what they've seen in romantic comedies. But I thought that, was, that particular line was so insulting. Oh, yeah. That line stood out to me, too. It was, yeah, it was appalling. Now, they were very smart in this movie, too, though, because they would do, like, they would say ridiculous things like that, but then they would also try to, like, I don't know, balance him out. Like, he won't work with a pig or, you know, things like that. What? Like they When um, the one guy says that he wants to work with the date doctor, but he just wants to bang the girl, and oh, he's like, no, guy. I won't work with right. you. Like, as if yeah. he's suddenly principled or something. I feel like we're jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to say this. What he's doing is sleazy and manipulative and full of lies. So don't act like he can't suddenly act like he's principled. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. What you're saying. Did, so let's talk about casting. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Um, no, but <laughs> I want to mention just a couple of things first about the casting because I'm oh, sure you okay. found this. Uh, maybe when you were doing some research about the movie. But what I found really interesting was some comments that Will Smith made um, while he was promoting the movie oh. about the casting process mm -hmm. and how race was an issue in yeah. terms of casting the leads. Did you see that as well? I did. So 
Will Smith uh, actually said in an interview that they didn't want to cast a white female in the lead role that um, What's-Her-Face is in. Oh, God, I just forgot her name. Ava Eva Mendes. They didn't want to cast a white woman because the executives at Sony were worried that an interracial couple would not play well with U.S. viewers, that it would might be offensive mm-hmm. to American viewers. And then he said the flip side to that was that they didn't want to cast uh, a black actress in that role because they felt that two black leads would alienate the audience. The white audience. I guess. Yeah. Specifically say the white audience. But <laughs> I'm a, well, who else would be alienated yeah, by it, right? Exactly. So I thought that was really interesting, not surprising, mm-hmm. mind you. But again, like, I wonder if they ever decide to remake this movie. Um, if, you know, they'll change that up now, especially kind of just with the way things are changing and Hollywood is at least trying to be more inclusive now, right? Exactly, yeah. But I was like, oh, that's so, like, I'm reading that and I'm like, this is why this movie hasn't aged well, for no other mm-hmm. reason but this. It got approved for a budget of $70 million, but that these were kind of the limitations that they were faced with in terms of casting. Yeah. So... I don't know, like, to me, it seems antiquated. Oh, for sure. But maybe in 2005 it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 14 years ago. It was a while ago, you know? It was, but it wasn't, like, 50 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even... You know what I mean? I don't know. I just was reading that, and I was like, oh. Like, that in itself doesn't translate into now. Yeah, but... I remember Aziz Ansari saying, and he hasn't been on the scene for that long. And I remember him saying that, you know, there would be times where he would not be booked on a gig because they already had, let's say, Russell Peters or like another Indian actor because they couldn't possibly book two Indian actors. So it doesn't surprise me that in 2005 they were thinking that way. It's appalling, but it's not surprising. So that's kind of where they were at in terms of casting. So. Yeah. And but you um, can go first with the casting if you'd like. Okay, well, just quickly, since we're talking about casting, I also read that Will Smith was the one who wanted Kevin James in the role of, uh, what's his name, Albert Brenneman, um, right. because he liked King of Queens and thought he was funny. But I thought that was really interesting that Will Smith had like because I didn't look into too much of the background of the movie and so I thought it was interesting that he had a big say in who's getting like a lead role um he was a producer on it oh okay now it makes sense (laughs) okay so my recasting for Alex Hitchens the Will Smith role I recast Ewan McGregor what yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's Hilarious and amazing at the same time. <laughs> okay. Um, McGregor, okay. Yeah, so I think he is charming, um, and I do think he's attractive. And uh, I thought that if the if that role was played by somebody with a lovely accent, that it would help me deal with it better. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> 
So the Scottish accent would have made his character more likable, is what you're saying? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I know that that's shallow, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I do, I, I do think that Ewan McGregor is a charming guy, and so I don't know. Oh yeah, sure. Ewan McGregor is is charming of course yeah so yeah for anybody who doesn't know he was most recently in the movie christopher robin he's also from the fargo tv show and uh train spotting and my sarah ava mendez character i ended up with two i couldn't really decide between the two so my first one is halle berry I thought of her maybe halfway through watching it, and then while watching Ava Mendez, I was just thinking, oh, perfect, I could totally picture Halle Berry in this role and doing this and saying that and whatever. And um, yeah, I think that she would be really good. I think that, you know, the character has to be attractive and confident and can really hold her own. And I feel like that's a quality that Halle Berry has. Do you think Halle Berry and Ewan McGregor, have they ever worked together? I don't even know. I, can't I don't know. Of, off the top of my head, I can't remember if they've ever worked together. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I've seen them both Maybe in. Maybe that needs to happen if anyone's listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so my second choice for the Ava Mendez character is Marissa Tomei. Oh. Yeah. Now, in terms of the chemistry thing, I can kind of picture her with Ewan McGregor a little better than Halle Berry, but I Mm -hmm. could kind of picture Halle Berry doing the part a little better than Marissa Tomei. So that's why I couldn't really decide between the two. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So Marissa Tomei is from Crazy Stupid Love and My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, she's also somebody who I think she can be really charming as well. And she also, you know, can play a role that doesn't take crap. (laughs) So, right. yeah, I, I think that she could have done that really well, too. Okay. Okay. And, done. I know. And then my Albert Brenneman recast, the Kevin James character. I'm going to go on to a rant here because, Uh-oh. you know, I just, it doesn't, ugh, I could not get past him in this role winning over Allegra. And it's not all about looks, but he's like... They didn't do enough, in my opinion, to make that character appear likable or attractive in any way. And I can get past looks. Like, when I say attractive, I'm not necessarily talking about physical attractiveness. I just, I didn't see anything about him that made me think, yeah, I can see why that woman would want to be with him. Not even that he was, like, just an adorable dork. But he wasn't an adorable dork. Right, but that's the way they were trying to portray him. Right? For sure. And so who I thought could be a better adorable dork <laughs> is Steve Carell. Ah, okay. Yes. What was Steve Carell doing in 2005? I'm glad you asked, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> in 2005, that was the year that The Office premiered. Yeah, that would have been like probably around September. That summer of 2005, The 40-Year-Old Virgin came out. Okay, he's a good choice. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's. I think he would have been good. I, you know, I'd really like to see you and McGregor and Steve Carell in a movie together. Yeah, absolutely. If there is anyone listening who can make that happen, get on that. Yeah, yeah, I think they would have a fun chemistry for sure. Oh, and also just like on Steve Carell's IMDb page, I found this quote. I found that after I had already picked him. He has once said, I have no idea where my pathetic nature comes from. If I thought about it too long, it would depress me. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's funny. I like Steve Carell. Yeah. He can play, like, that dorky kind of character really well. I feel like yeah. I've seen him play that before. Well, the 40-year-old virgin, kind of, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because he's... I've only seen that once, but he is. He's like a nerd, right? Yeah. In that movie? Yeah. And then even in Crazy Stupid Love, which is kind of similar to this. That's right, cow! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How could I forget that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So then, like, you know, there he's kind of being made over, and here he'd be kind of being made over. But anyway, so we've seen him do it, and he does it very well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good Good pick, Lucia. Thanks. And, and you like Steve Carell. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, Repodcasting is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. The Alberta Podcast Network has a ton of great programming for whatever your heart desires. And if you're a fan of Repodcasting, then perhaps you are also interested in pop culture. If so, you should listen to Pop Cycle. Take it away, Eric. Hey, it's Eric from Pop Cycle, the Pop Culture Connections podcast. On our show, we discuss just how incestuous pop culture really is, but in a really fun way. We take a chunk of culture, be it a movie, an actor, a song, a musician, or a book, and then by going as far away as possible, by way of six degrees of separation, we end up right back where we started. It's a lot of fun, so if you're so inclined, take a listen. We're also part of the Alberta Podcast Network, so you can find us via albertapodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And so how about you? What were your casting picks? Well, I really decided to stir up some shit with my (laughs) choice. Because I thought, you know what, if these Sony executives (laughs) didn't want certain people cast, then I'm just going to go the opposite way to piss <laughs> these people off. Good for you. Um, so for the Hitch character, for Will Smith's character, I recast him with Wayne Brady. Uh, oh! Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to like say a little something about Wayne Brady <laughs> because, yeah, like mock me all you want. I don't care if I sound like a nerd <laughs> right now, but I really like Wayne Brady, and I feel like he is so talented, mm-hmm. but yet he's also really underrated. Yeah. And he's been around for so long. Like, when you look at, like, what he's done in his career mm-hmm. and, like, the talent that he has, I just feel like he should be, like, a bigger star than he actually is. And I think he would have been really good in this role. He's funny, and the one thing that I didn't really like about Will Smith was, like, the thing is, I like Will Smith as the Fresh Prince. Like, he was really (laughs) funny on that show. And Will Smith, I think, can be funny, but, like, I didn't think he was funny in this role. Right, not at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was watching it, and I honestly only laughed twice during this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I only laughed twice. The one time that I laughed was the dance scene where he's with Kevin James, okay. and Kevin James is showing him his dance move. Yeah. I laughed during that scene. And then um, I laughed when Will Smith accidentally kicks Eva Mendes' <laughs> character in the face and yeah. she falls off the, the jet ski. Like, I, that was it. Those were the 
the only two times I laughed. Yeah, I laughed at that too. Because even though I had seen it, I had forgotten. That came so unexpectedly when he knocked her off the jet ski. I definitely yeah, laughed like at it's that. A, it's a slapstick move. Maybe it's considered lowbrow humor. I don't know. But like that was kind of funny, I thought. Yeah. I laughed at that. But for the most part, like I didn't really think that Will Smith was funny. So I thought Wayne Brady would have been good. I thought he would have maybe done a better job, or at least I would have liked to have seen what he could have done. With yeah, it. I um, like that. And I think that like one word that comes to mind for Wayne Brady as well with me is smooth. And I think that character needs to be smooth. Yeah, yeah, I would have, I think he would have done a good job. Yeah. For the character of Sarah Mellis, which was played by Eva Mendes, I recast uh, Lucy Liu. Oh, okay. I'm like a big Lucy Liu fan. She's another one. I really think that she is underrated. Like, you know, she did Charlie's Angels, and then she kind of, after that, she didn't really, like, she still worked. Mm -hmm. She she was in the Kill Bill movies. I don't know if those were pre-Charlie's Angels or post. I can't remember. I think post, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I think post, too. Yeah, like, I just think that she is really good at playing, like, those sassy, kind of independent woman character that, Mm -hmm. that this character, Sarah, kind of exuded, right? Yeah. And I could have seen her pull that off. And also, if the executives thought that a black lead with a white lead, like, imagine what they would have thought with a black lead and an Asian lead. Yeah, in 2005, it would not have happened. (laughs) (laughs) But who knows? Like, maybe if they had been a little more creative in their casting, they always assume that people aren't going to accept these things. And it's like, well, how do you know until you try, right? I just think it's unfortunate that, like, certain people maybe don't get offered certain roles because of these really sort of antiquated ideas that that these so-called executives have, right? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because I think those are both good choices, but I'm having trouble picturing them together. Really? No, yes. that was one thing. I was like, I would love to see those two little pumpkins together. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have looked so cute together. Lucy Liu and Wayne Brady. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They just seem so yeah, I, different. Now, now I want them to get together in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anybody or, can make that happen, go for or, it. Or yeah, somebody <laughs> should make a movie with them, like a Netflix movie. Yeah. Wayne Brady, Lucy Liu. That's a bra- I would watch that. I, yeah. Maybe I'd be the only one watching it. I don't know. but I'd watch it too, for sure, out of curiosity. <laughs> I really like Wayne Brady, and I really like Lucy Liu. I think mm-hmm. they're both so good. Um, okay, and then Albert... Brenneman, who was played by Kevin James. Yeah. I'm not really, like, I don't really care about Kevin James. Like, I don't dislike him, but I also don't like him that much either. Like, I think he's just kind of there. And to be honest, you're going to laugh, but I couldn't even remember his name at first. That's like, awesome. I was making my notes. <laughs> And I wrote down Paul Blart. Because <laughs> for a minute, I was like, I knew that wasn't his name. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, Paul Blart, he was on King of Queens with Leah Remini. He was in that documentary when he was a mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I 
swear to God, I that's what I had his oh, name boy. written down as, Paul Blart. Amazing. Because I was like, what is his name? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I can't remember. I'll have to Google it after. So I just wrote Paul Blart down. <laughs> so, yeah, I just kind of like, I don't know. And I used to watch King of Queens, too. I used to like that show when it was okay. on. And yeah. It was funny, but... I don't know, like, I don't think much of him necessarily as an actor. I kind of feel like he's, I don't know if people are going to get mad or if I'm going to offend you by saying this, but I kind of see him as being on the same level as Adam Sandler, in a sense. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. I don't know. Like, I think that they are valued really highly for being funnier than they actually are yeah or maybe that's just my opinion well here's the thing i mean both of those have proven that they're box office gold in a lot of ways right Right. so there are people who clearly do think they're that funny yeah of course you and i aren't those people yeah Exactly. But anyway. I'm, like, I'm not in that target audience yeah. for who those actors appeal to. But yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you're going to laugh. Oh, no. Who did so you pick? I recast him with Alfonso Ribeiro. What? <laughs> Carlton Banks. Oh, my gosh. And maybe it was because I was thinking of Will Smith. <laughs> I was thinking of Carlton. Yeah. And I was thinking that, but I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, like, I think, why not? For sure. He could totally play the dork. Yeah, I made this, like, a multinational cast. (laughs) I didn't care. And so I was like, yeah, I thought, you know, Alfonso Ribeiro, like, let's face it, he was a nerd as Carlton Banks, right? Yeah, yeah. And he could never get a girl. (laughs) And and he's funny, at least. Like, I think he could have played it well and played it funnier and I would have liked to have seen him and Wayne Brady like acting opposite one another I will say this like I did not think that Will Smith had any chemistry at all with Eva Mendes oh okay I I thought you were gonna say he didn't have any chemistry with Paul Blart which I would agree with (laughs) (laughs) Will Smith had better chemistry with Paul Blart than he did with Eva Mendes in my opinion. Because hmm. I thought they were, like, I thought they were funny and believable, but, like, I couldn't buy Will Smith and Eva Mendes. I was like, there's nothing really, nothing's happening here on screen. Like, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, the banter certainly felt forced, in my opinion. It did. It felt very forced. Mm-hmm. Totally. But so, here's my thing. I think Ava Mendes played it well enough that I bought that she was slowly falling for him, even though, you know, she generally closed off. So from her side, I bought it. But yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about it a little more if, uh, in terms of like their chemistry to each other. See, here's the thing. I liked Eva Mendez in the character. I yeah. really, I thought she did well as the character. Me and too. I thought she played it really well. And she was totally believable as this like, you know, smart, career-oriented woman Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. But I just, the scenes with Will Smith, I was like, I'm not buying that she, I don't know, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't feeling the the caliente there. That's fair. That's fair. But I have to say, I did not buy the friendship between him and Kevin James. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
when he goes to the speed dating and he's like, Albert Brennerman is a good man, a great man. And I'm like, where do you get that from? Like, you, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't buy most of what was happening in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So those are my picks. Okay. You know what? I would love, love, love to see Wayne Brady and Alfonso Rivero together. <laughs> right? Yeah. That would be super funny. Okay, so I do have a couple of interesting facts that I found about the film. So I don't know if you know this, but Ava Mendez was in the Will Smith video Miami from I don't know how many years before. Um, oh, really? Yeah, she is in a car and she mouths Bienvenido a Miami when they oh, like, wow. do that part. Okay. Yeah, um, but apparently he didn't remember her <laughs> when oh. they started working together on this movie. Well, because he's a movie star. Exactly. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is um, right near the beginning, when there's a tabloid, I guess it's like Ava Mendez paper, where it says that uh, Allegra Coleman's boyfriend is cheating, and there's a picture of him. Mm -hmm. That picture is of Alexander Skarsgård. Yes, I noticed that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I noticed that, too. I was like, oh my god, that's Skarsgård. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was appropriate since we've talked about him a bit on the podcast. And do you know the other uh, female leads that were considered? No, I didn't see anything about other casting. So uh, I guess Cameron Diaz was considered at some point. And she For is? which role? Sarah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, maybe they ended up not going with her because she's white. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it sounds oh, like. Oh, right. That would have offended Americans. Yeah. <laughs> According to the people at Sony. But it's funny because she is somebody who I did think of recasting at some point for that role too. Yeah, she could pull that off mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and then the other person who turned it down was Jennifer Lopez. Ah, okay. Yeah, who I also thought of at some point while watching. Yeah, well, because she is like the queen of romantic comedies. She's yeah. had so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To see her. I wonder why she turned it down. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to work with Will Smith because he's a big movie star. <laughs> I they mean, even in 2000. Yeah, in 2005, I forgot to check, but I feel like JLo was already a big deal at that point. Oh, yeah, she was definitely. So maybe, yeah, maybe it was an ego thing. Maybe the price wasn't right. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I could see it being an ego thing, totally. Mm hmm. And then the other thing, my last little fun fact, is the name Allegra Coleman. That was a name that was made up by Esquire in 1996. And they made up this fake actress named Allegra Coleman and wrote about her and took pictures of, do you know Allie Larder? Mm -hmm. So she yeah, was like the the face of Allegra Coleman and it was uh, a way to like spoof other magazines fawning obsession with new stars and so they just made up this person and then Hitch used this same name for this mega movie star so I'm sure that's not a coincidence oh okay all right yeah and so do you have any uh fun facts or no, anything to add I, I don't have any fun facts Ooh. About the movie. I didn't really get into I knew you'd look for all the fun facts. <laughs> I just automatically let you do that now. Okay, cool. <laughs> the ratings for this movie. So, I have to say that I was really surprised when I looked up the ratings because, like I said Why? to you, I had always heard people like, oh, everybody I know loved it and thought it was so funny. And then you telling me that the, it was a box office smash. The IMDb score was 58%. 
and right. and the Rotten Tomato score was sixty eight percent. So that's a those are very middling scores for yeah, like Luke, such a hit. Yeah, yeah, lukewarm for sure. Yeah, so that really surprised me. It's funny because. It seems like this movie got, like, a second life when it started streaming on Netflix. Oh, you think so? Yeah, definitely. Because in a lot of the research that I did, it was interesting how you'd see articles about it in 2005, and then suddenly there were all these articles from 2017. Oh. Like, people were writing, art, like, think pieces about it and stuff. And I thought, why is that happening? And then I realized that... It was only released on Netflix recently, and then that's why there was kind of this renewed interest in it. Mm-hmm. And so did you happen to, like, skim any of the think pieces? Like, were people saying positive things? No, nothing was good. I mean, <laughs> okay. if anyone's interested, they can Google it. It's all on the internet there. But basically, <laughs> it, yeah, basically it's like this movie is really misogynistic mm. and does not age well. I mean, at least by the end, I will give the movie credit here is that at the end Will Smith is kind of like oh I guess what I was doing was wrong and his little it might be the last line of the movie where he's like oh the basic principle is there are none so I feel like it at least tried to redeem itself I guess I don't know (laughs) I just didn't think it was funny like it's supposed to be funny where's the comedy part of the movie I just was like okay this is not funny next right yeah. Like, there's lots of romantic comedies that I can think of. If I'm going to have to sit and watch a romantic comedy, then, because it's not, I mean, I like romantic comedies, but they're not necessarily, like, the first thing that I gravitate towards, right? Mm-hmm. I have to be in the mood to sit down and, and watch one. But it's like, if you're going to give me a romantic comedy, put some comedy in it. Yeah, so this one is all rom, no com. Yeah, like, I didn't think it was funny, but yeah. like I said, I mean, I'm sure there are people that have watched this and are like, this movie is hilarious, I love it. Yeah, yeah, there are. So I think it's pretty clear that uh, <laughs> neither you or I think it aged very well or liked it too much. <laughs> yeah. um, you do, like, a romantic comedy for, like, Paul Blart. Oh, boy, I don't want to see call that. call it, like, Paul Blart, I don't know, like, goes to... Speed wherever, dating. Like, goes to Temptation Island or something. Ugh. I don't know. Like, they need to, yeah, Paul Blart should have his own romantic comedy. I mean, I wouldn't see it, but okay. <laughs> I bet you a lot of people would go in. Well, there were, have been, like, how many Paul Blart movies? Too many. Too many. I think many. there's more than two, isn't there? I think so. I think there were three. <laughs> yeah. So if they made a Paul Blart romantic comedy... I'm guessing that there is an audience for that. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. Hockey is a team effort, and ATB wants to be a part of your team. From Tom Thumb and Pee Wee all the way up to the pros, ATB helps sponsor teams across Alberta. So whether you're on the ice or on the bleachers, ATB can help make hockey possible. Check out atb.com slash hockey. Well, we can move on to our next segment, which is Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza. Good vocals, Lucia. Thanks. I uh, I wanted to try really hard today because I feel bad about not having the clip. <laughs> um, so this is Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we recast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. And um, so I'll, I'll go first if that's all right. Sure. Okay. So thinking of Tony Danza and his charm and charisma, I had to cast him as Hitch. 
so did I. Oh, yay! Yeah, <laughs> I was going to cast, for a second I thought, maybe I'll cast him as Albert. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, who's going to believe Tony Danza as Albert? Yeah. Like, Tony Danza's a fox. Exactly. He is, you know, he is believable that he would be teaching other guys yep. how to attract women. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. I also yeah. thought about Albert too, but I was like, there's no way because he wouldn't need help. <laughs> yeah, I was going to believe Tony Danza as like a bumbling nerd or yeah. a bumbling sort of inept person who's not good at dating. No yeah. way. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I don't think we uh, align too often with our Tony Danza picks. With Tony Danza, I know. It's true. But there also weren't that many roles. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and there, there were, were no like, men of a certain age, either. Yeah, there were only, like, two basic roles. <laughs> so it was one or the other. We could have cast Vassera. He's a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that... I mean, that pretty much covers it for Hitch. We Mm -hmm. do have one other thing that we want to talk about today before we wrap up. And that is, there's a handful, oh my god, I should have written them all down. But there's a handful of local podcasts who, local movie podcasts, who uh, were doing like a summer blockbuster predictions game. And so, sorry, can I interrupt you, Lucy? Of course. When you say local, maybe we can just clarify that for anyone who's listening. It's local Calgary. Yes, of course. Sorry. Right? Local for me, not local for you. (laughs) So... It's As far as I know, this was started by the podcast I Have Some Notes, which we've talked about on a previous episode, and I think they do this every year. They kind of predict which are the summer blockbusters that have been announced for the year, and they predict what the Rotten Tomato critic scores are going to be for those movies. So, the list is quite long. We're not going to go through all of them today. Here right now, we're going to talk about four of the anticipated summer flicks. So um, I'll just name all four, and then we'll go one by one. Sure. Okay, so we're going to look at Aladdin, Toy Story 4, John Wick 3, and Hobbs and Shaw. So um, for Aladdin, Janet, do you want to give your prediction, or do we want to talk about the movie at all? I mean, this one's very appropriate for this episode of our podcast, because Will Smith is the genie. Um, I don't know. Apparently, I think it was a trailer was released a couple of weeks ago online, and a lot of people were mocking it, and it seemed to be getting a lot of negative attention, mainly because of Will Smith as the genie. Yeah. People seemed to think that he looked ridiculous and that sort of thing. So I didn't actually watch the trailer. Okay. Because I have no interest (laughs) in seeing this movie at all. And I have a feeling it's not going to do well with critics. Mm -hmm. So I gave it, should I just say my score, my prediction? Yes. So I'm giving it a 37%. (gasps) Whoa. Okay. I also don't think it will do very well, but certainly not that bad. I did watch the trailer. And it's funny because there was a Facebook movie group that I'm part of that was talking about it. And I almost commented, oh, this is going to be bad because Will Smith can't be funny. He's not funny. But before I hit send, I was like, oh, right, there's that old Will Smith, like, who made his who got into the business on comedy rap and sitcom. So like, he was funny at a certain point in time. 
but he's just not anymore and hasn't been for decades. So, and I think that role needs somebody really funny. So I also think it will do poorly, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like 53%. Oh, okay. Yeah, because those right. Disney movies still do quite well. And even with critics, I don't think that they've any of these like live-action Disney movies have been really critically panned. So I have a feeling it'll do okay, but not great. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. So do we win, like, do we win a prize if we are the closest? <laughs> oh, shoot. You put me on the spot. I don't think so, but I don't recall. <laughs> oh. See, I'm a very rewards-oriented person. <laughs> yeah. I want a prize if if I am close. Tell you Let's what, see. if you're close on these, I'll give you a prize. Okay, you can fly me out to Calgary. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so next we'll do Toy Story 4. Okay. Do you want me to start? Sure. I think it's going to do really well. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, these Toy Story movies always do really well, and they make a ton of money, and critics are always really loving towards these Toy Story movies. So I gave it an 88%. Okay. I totally agree with you. In terms of, like, let's say research for this game, that was the only movie that I did any research on. So I looked up the previous Toy Story movies and what their scores were. And both the first and second Toy Story movies got 100% from the critics. Yeah. And Toy Story 3 got 98%. So, yeah, these, (laughs) maybe, so because of that, I am going to give this one a 96. I think it won't, like, I I feel like people might be getting a little tired of it because we're already on number four, so it won't do as well as the others, but I still think it's going to be, like, a home run. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. And then next is John Wick 3. I picked this one. I've never seen a John Wick movie, but Jason Manzoukas is in this one, and I love him, so... That's why I want to uh, to pick this movie to rate. <laughs> um, okay. So I think that... So John Wick, I think, did well. And then John Wick 2, people were really crazy about. So people are excited for this one. I think it's going to do well. And I'm going to say that it's going to get around like a 79%. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gave it a bit higher. Oh. Because I feel like these movies have really been very popular. Mm-hmm. And in terms of critical acclaim, critics seem to really enjoy these movies. I haven't watched any John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're about. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's going to do well. So I actually gave it 86%. Oh, wow. I wonder if I'm lowballing it, because I didn't look into the scores of the other ones, and I probably should have. Oh, I didn't either. Okay. And the last movie that we're going to predict is Hobbs and Shaw, the highly anticipated Fast and Furious franchise sequel. So this is with... Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's um, the character played by The Rock, and the character played by Jason Statham. So basically, they've cut Vin Diesel out. That's why this movie exists. (laughs) oh okay oh I didn't know that yeah so I don't know if you know like the lore (laughs) of uh, the Fast and Furious movies is because The Rock came in a bit later um, into the franchise and in the last couple of movies or maybe only in the last one The Rock and Vin Diesel hate each other so much that it was hard for them to like be in the same room and act together yeah no I know the I know the movies I watched them yeah 
Um, so, so yeah, so this was a way of like, well, and to me, like, I think those movies are silly. I've seen a couple of them, but I don't like Vin Diesel at all. And so this is kind of fun. Like they've cut him out and they've, they're just keeping the best parts because Jason Statham and The Rock are great. So I think that's going to do really well. I think it's going to be really fun. And I think if the critics go into it just with that expectation of just, you know, a popcorn movie, not you know, the next Citizen Kane, that it'll, they'll give it a good rating. So I think this one, I'm going to give it, I'm going to predict that it'll get somewhere in the range of like 83%. Oh, okay. I went lower. I mean, I know the movies are always box office successes, Mm -hmm. right? Like they do, they make a lot of money and they're popular, but I don't know, in terms of critics, Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just get this weird feeling that critics are not going to like this movie. I don't okay. know why. That's fair. feeling I have. So I only gave it 72%. Okay. That's still a decent score. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, stay tuned. Uh, we will update you guys in the summer uh, months after we've, you know, found out who did well and what the actual ratings are. Yes. So um, I think that's it for this time around, Janet. Yeah, that's it. Do we want to talk about the movie that we're going to be discussing in May? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I should do it? Okay. Sure, yeah. (laughs) So since we're going into superhero season, I thought it would be fun if we recast a superhero. And Mm -hmm. I think it's obvious who needs to be kicked (laughs) out. Well, he's actually not going to be playing the role anymore. Right. So we're going to recast Ben Affleck mm. in Batman. And I forget the name of the movie. What was it? Superman versus... I think it's Batman v Superman, Dawn of yes. Justice, Age yeah, Old Batman, Time. Batman <laughs> versus Superman or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we're going to recast Ben Affleck as Batman and we're going to recast Jesse Eisenberg mm-hmm. as Lex Luthor. Are we also going to recast Henry? Is it Henry Cavill as no, Superman? I don't think we need to recast oh, okay. him. All right. Yeah, just those two. Okay. Well, you know I'm always up for recasting Ben Affleck out of anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah, so if uh, you haven't yet watched that movie, please watch it so that you can recast along with us. Yeah. And as usual, we are repodcasting on all the social media stuffs. And uh, don't forget to email us at repodcasting at gmail.com. I was just remembered right now as I was saying this that I was going to read one of our emails from a listener, but I did not set that up. So we'll do that next time. (laughs) We'll have to wait. Yeah, next month. Okay. Okay, so... We'll see you next month. Watch Batman v Superman. And uh, that's it. Thanks for joining me, Janet. Oh, no, thank you, Lucia. Thanks for (laughs) setting everything up, as always. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Looking for tickets to major sporting events, concerts, or theater events in your area? Use SeatGiant.ca. It's a ticket resale site. SeatGiant is Canadian-owned and operated, and they guarantee every ticket. All of their ticket prices are in Canadian dollars, even for events that are in the U.S. You can use the promo code APN, all lowercase, at checkout to get 5% off your purchase. What does the APN stand for? Alberta Podcast Network, of course. So find more than a million tickets at seatgiant.ca and use the offer code APN to get 5% off at checkout.